0: i Hello everyone, and welcome to the great Gundam, but shit!
1: <laughs> it's Saturday! No, 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 I'm starting again! No, don't do this to me! No, it's, uh, look, if you want to start again, we can start again, I don't care. Uh I will let you off the hook this time.
0: Hello everyone, and welcome to your Uncle's Beach House, episode 82. I'm Jackson, I'm Jumper M, as usual. It's Gundam time! It's not Gundam time.
1: Oh, it's not Gundam time, shit, I did it this time. Yeah, it's Gundam time tomorrow it's saturday and it's a little it's uh, like you I, you didn't leave that in i don't know maybe you will now but oh. uh you fucked up and then i fucked up
0: <laughs> well, now, you. in fact you said you know i'm going to be nice i'm going to let you i'm going to let you take it out yeah. really, really
1: <laughs> i mean and again. now we can't cut around it unless you want to start for a third time
0: hello everyone welcome to your uncle's beach <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it
1: is, uh, half past eight in the evening. I think it's only 3.30 for you, or 2.30 for you. 2, 2.30 for me, though, literally I was like, Jackson, we need to hurry up because I'm about, I want to take a nap so fucking bad <laughs> right now. I, we got I gotta episode early so we could do blockbusters. I'm fucking sleepy. This is a sleepy and punchy episode of Your Uncle's
0: Beach House, the last of the year. Uh, the last Uncle's Beach House, fuck this house, we're selling it. That's yeah, not, not exactly true, but it is the last of our regular ones as we, um... Move to a quarterly schedule next year, because sometimes we're just not fully anime-moded.
1: Yeah, the Um, quarterly is loose also, so, you know.
0: You know, it'll be a podcast we come to when it's time to read or watch something.
1: Yeah, we'll put a short episode in this feed. Assuming, most people listen to the GGP feed, so we could just announce on GGP, but that's not everybody. I will put a short episode in the Beach House feed once we decide... We don't even know what we're doing next. That won't be a discussion we have until probably late February. Um, So...
0: Probably mid March.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we're all gonna be we're gonna be playing. We're we'll very busy. 7, late so, February. Uh, it'll probably be a little bit. Uh, but we'll put a thing in the feed once we know what we're doing and let everybody know. Yeah, um,
0: but you want to do this one? You want to get this uh, checked off the list? You want to read? Well, yeah, there's
1: a fucking anime happening, and literally what happened? Like I was like, people were posting about Fearman, and I was like, I'm gonna read some of that, and then I read some of that, and it was good. But then it's not over and the posting got like really loud and i was like i just don't feel any enthusiasm to read it it's so not gonna wait until it's over and the fi- anime is done and whatever and delicious the dungeon was done um and was getting an anime and i was like we could slide in through the door on this one i could read i wanted to read it so i knew what it was before we're fi- before an anime happens and everyone's posting about it and i just get oversaturated and i don't care for five years mm-hmm. um so uh we did uh delicious in dungeon also known as dungeon meshi is the fantasy manga written and drawn by Ryoko kui uh that ran in harta from 2014 to september of this year 2023 it is collected will be collected into 14 volumes to 12 of which are already out in english um the other two set to come out obviously it's been very popular yeah um Netflix is so it's a trigger anime just briefly the trigger anime coming airing by Netflix but like it's gonna start airing in January so I guess they're not gonna dump it all at once I thought Netflix always dumped it all at once and they announced it's gonna be like two cores like so they're not dumping it all at once they're dumping it twice I don't know maybe they'll just air it weekly I doubt they will but
0: no they knows? won't they never do they didn't do that for Jojo's.
1: yeah I don't know they should not do that <laughs> They should air an anime once a week. Firmly believe this is the right way to release anime.
0: Um this is this is true. I mean no one cared about that new Jojo season, uh even though by all accounts it was it was a little worse, I think they'd moved some stuff off. Uh just in terms mm. of like the animation um like production, uh is what I heard. But the the real thing with the distribution change that really Stopped everyone posting about it every week, which is fine with me because I found the weekly JoJo posting incredibly annoying. But I understand that, that is a selfish thing. I'd rather the thing air weekly.
1: Yeah, it's better for television and people who like television when it airs weekly. That's just true. Anyone who thinks otherwise, I, I you're wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm seeing if I can find anything about this. Anyway, this is a manga that um, friend of the show Casey, a minofsky article on Twitter had been talking up since it started running. Um, and uh, his taste has always been exceptional. Uh, and uh, so I've always wanted to read it. <laughs> Everyone else I know who's read it also really liked it. Um, Very popular manga.
0: Everyone likes Dungeon Meshi.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I was like, oh, I really want to check it out. Um, it's kind of where <laughs> once once we uh, watched Konosuba, I was like, I would really like one of these that's just like a fantasy thing that isn't like tied up in all the weird isekai shit and... Uh, pervert nonsense uh and maybe delicious and that's really kind of what put it on in front of me i was like maybe delicious and dungeon is it turns out i was mostly right about that well yeah
0: it's absolutely nothing like konosuba at all and it's
1: (laughs) It's about a kind of loser adventurer party yeah but come on come on now like every which is the part i like about konosuba
0: Uh, yeah, but instead of it being, like, one of the worst things ever made, it's good. It's so. not
1: the, we've watched so many worse things than Konosuba. We're, We're not here to argue so about Konosuba, <laughs> <laughs> but I refuse to allow us to do this Dragging you in,
0: <laughs> once again, to yell at you about Konosuba. Jackson,
1: Suba. what's Delicious in Dungeon about? Uh,
0: so, Delicious in Dungeon is about uh, a weird fucking guy called, uh, Laios. Uh, Laios, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm looking at the katakana, I'm realizing uh, I don't actually know how to pronounce the katakana. Laios, Laios, oh, so, yeah, Laios. Yeah. Laios, um, who is... Is a weird guy, uh, a tall man. Which are just the regular humans in this fantasy world. There are a bunch of human races. Human, like, you got the elves, you got the the halflings, you got the dwarves, you got gnomes. Um, these are all the various orcs. fantasy. You got orcs. Uh, these are all basically considered human in this world. In that, the, yeah. know human just means people, right? In the way that we would talk about them uh, yes. when talking about like Star Trek races, which I think is a really good way of handling it, um, and. So here's the default tool man, which is you know regular people, um, and then you got Marciel the elf, uh, you got uh, Senchi the dwarf, you got uh, Chilchuck the uh, halfling, and this is an adventuring party that are heading down into the dungeon to save Lyos' sister, uh, Falin, uh who was eaten by a big dragon uh, in the first chapter, and Lyos is like, I'm gonna head down there, we're gonna get her back, um, and because he's got to get her back fast, he can't like take the week to prepare, so they have to learn to eat in the dungeon, and that's what a solid half of the manga is about is they go to a new bit of the dungeon and have to f- defeat a guy and then eat it to sustain their nutrients in a certain way. Eventually it gains a plot uh, that is basically the one plot, because you know what food is like? It's like desires, and what if we didn't have desires and lived in a world without them? Would that be bad or good? kind of gets through that very, very quickly uh, and then just becomes about food <laughs> again at the end and then <laughs> it ends. Um, Laius is able to like, realize, realizing that desires are just, like, uh, appetites and this, like, um, being that can't understand. The dungeon is ruled by a demon that comes from the world of the infinite and is eating human desires, blah, blah, blah. blah. And Glass is able to understand that by eating desires, this is itself... the the basis of desires. You're still ultimately wanting things and then satiating that by consuming something. Uh, So the infinite demon has to be therefore human the more it does that and uses that to uh, it's his own advantage Defeats the demon um, gets everyone on his side, is able to revive his sister, happy ending. However, he does unfortunately for him, uh, rules lawyer himself into becoming uh, the fucking king of the entire golden kingdom, which he did not want to do, but I guess he's going to be up to it because he does have to do that now <laughs>
1: Well, he does hire all his friends and rule a uh, beautiful, wonderful land, and everyone's happy ever after, except for him because uh, because of his reputation as a guy who eats monsters, all monsters fear him and will not go near him, and it makes him sad forever.
0: Yes, because ultimately, all he wants to do is look at cool monsters all day. It's
1: really his but it, only. But like sad works. in a way that's fine. He's not like actually like a, a sad. It's not a negative ending. It is. It is a no. funny ending. I would say it's, it's, a, it's a, a funny a book.
0: Overly positive ending. Uh, every <laughs> like the last when they got like falling back and everything was fine. Like, God damn it! I guess it was. I guess the demon was full of shit.
1: She's totally got funny. scales on her knees. Oh
0: no! what a terrible <laughs> life she lives. A, <laughs> one the, halfway through, it introduces a cat girl, and she's like, "I'm so ugly. I'm a cat girl. I hate being a half woman, half cat beast." It's the, so thing with, the thing with Izutsumi
1: is is, Zutumi is she's a teenager, and she acts like a teenager. She's, like, pouty and annoyed and annoying the entire time. I love her.
0: Yeah, she's great. But it does want that classic line of, like, the, the fictional thing is about, like, hot furries. And yes. they're like, oh, whoa, become me. I have the hot like, furry Because, like, curse. Shiro's
1: group, like, the, the demon girl... Like, the big Oni and uh, Izutsumi are, like, conferred. They're, like, actual teenagers. Unlike most yes. characters in this ch- thing, which are, like, adults.
0: Yeah, Lass is, like, 26. Yeah. Um, Chilchuk is 29. <laughs> which is one of the funniest panels in the book.
1: Uh, Chilchuk is 29 and extremely been divorced for 20 years. <laughs>
0: it's really funny how divorced he is. <laughs> um so yeah i really liked this this book i liked it most when we were just doing the character stuff i think the plot side was the weakest part but it mostly just kind of sped through that to do more character bits
1: yeah the thing with like this is the thing we complain about with anime a bunch of times like oh we had a good time until the plot showed up and i think that ryoko kui understands that a a manga a story is good when it before the plot app shows up and you should get back to that part as soon as possible (laughs) yeah because it like has a perfunctory plot and it I think that plot is like fine. Uh, it's very of this sort of like media. Uh, it reminded me a lot of, uh, of, uh, uh, Fullmetal Alchemist in a lot of ways. (laughs) Um, in some of the, like, broader... Not, not like, concretely, but just in terms of tone. Um, but that's all about, like, you know, the back half is a big battle monger where they all have to band together to fight fascism or whatever. And this is, uh, we defeat a guy and then everyone acts in their character to do ridiculous hijinks. Literally the whole thing with Marcel uh, being tempted by and becoming the Dungeon Lord and turning evil is, like, a bit of a joke because she's a goofy character.
0: <laughs> yes, there's, like, a whole joke where... Um... The one character, the lead character of like the side stuff, the other party, the 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 guy um, who's like oh Kabru, Kabru, yeah, Uh, yeah, where he's like, we have to fucking kill Laius because he's going to become the dungeon lord and he loves monsters uh, and that's going to go bad for everyone and it's going to suck. Not realizing that actually comedy character that everyone loves, uh, Marcel has become the dungeon lord and it's going way worse for everyone because of this. Um, Yeah.
1: And she so you, gets a cool, she gets a cool evil outfit and turns the dungeon into Candyland, basically, which I love. I, the whole bit with all of the enemies now having like weird flower designs is great.
0: Yeah, and so like, even when it's doing the plot stuff of, did you know that wanting things uh, can never be satiated, but it's what makes us human, and we must move forward. You know, just doing the very perfunctory anime plot stuff, uh, doing it with characters I like through the like expressions that they have. Uh, yes. It's very good, right? Like the way that manifests in the specifics of how Marcella is as a ridiculous woman is great. Uh, she's funny. Um, yes and like Le- Le- is a weird fight he's such a freak he's such a
1: freaky little guy <laughs> he's he's so deviant there's like a bit where they they meet the orcs and he get is, is no it's the it's the people who've lived who've been living in the kingdom for a thousand years who've kind of made peace with the monsters he goes in there and uh, they have like a, a whole agriculture society based on the monsters and he learns how to milk a minotaur and i was like this is the freakiest man in the world he's so excited about milking this fucking minotaur <laughs>
0: This is mostly a like weirdly sexless manga for the most part, yeah. except for like one page uh, early on where it just becomes Yuri for no reason, and I'm like, okay, guys, <laughs> which is like the um, Marcel and uh, Fallon handholding page.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. uh, every, there's the bit where they all like uh, like race swap, which I think is like leans into some of this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, when Senshi takes off his helmet and he's just hunky Senshi, I think that part's great. <laughs> uh, and there's a bit at the end, which yes. is another of Lyos being a fucking freak. This is the thing Lyos <laughs> as a as a because he he becomes the dungeon when he take he takes the desires in of the winged lion. Like he he agrees with the demon. The demon realizes his real desires to be a monster. The the fucking cool monster he's drawn in the back of his uh, book like it's fucking Digimon.
0: <laughs> yes, literally Gilman.
1: Yeah, he literally becomes Gilmon, who's like a griffin dragon nonsense thing. Um, And he has like an inside there is like a core where he's like more merged. The idea of a monster, it's Lyos, but he's got like fur and stuff. And there's this ridiculous bit where he attacks the winged lion when he realizes the lion's weak. And it's just this huge spread of Laios pinning down and like eating, like biting the lion. And I'm like, this is the horniest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, uh, there's that bit. And then the other bit I was actually going
0: to mention was the bit right at the end where the fucking... Uh, orc princess is like, I will accept this to become the princess, and there's just like a ghostly uh projection of um Lias being like, oh, orc sweat is so tasty, and I'm like, you're such a freaky man, <laughs> this is a
1: freaky weird <laughs> that, that man. Everyone is afraid that he's going to be weird and perverse about them. Yes, because yes. he's just a uh, weird little freak. There's one. There's one panel. Um. Right at the end. It's like straight out of Berserk. uh, Where Lyos decides he's going to become king and gets like the lion pelt and covers himself in it. And there's like a full page shot where he's wrapped in this fucking pelt and he comes out and he looks like Handsome and incredible. And I'm like, oh, there's guts. You just drew guts in this one shot. It's ridiculous because
0: Lias is like the least guts you can get as a guy. (laughs) Yes. He's not cool. He's not tormented. Uh, He's not like. He has like backstory and sad stuff, but he's not tragic, right? He's not like this. Tragic figure of myth, the black swordsman in this fated jewel, uh, I do not even, even fucking read Berserk, I know all this shit, right? Like this this bigger yeah. than culture the, he's not that And then for one thing, he gets the lion pelt and he's like, look at me, I have done it, I have slain gods and beasts. And
1: I'm ridiculous. like, hell yeah, you have. I love it when a king claims his red <laughs> sword. <laughs> what a ridiculous man. <laughs> and then he hires all his friends to run his country with him. Yeah, I mean it just has the narrative ending, but like aware that that's funny yeah it's it's nice when everyone gets to hang out again <laughs> don't, don't question how if it's evil or not the problem is naruto's about society <laughs> delicious and dungeon is not about society well it has an incredible
0: gag where he's like i mean i guess i'll become king but now that there's no dungeon uh, this is just a tiny island with nothing on it. So I'll have to do like three treaties and then I can just get on with my life. No one will care about this place. It'll be self-sufficient. And then as he's saying that, the golden kingdom that like became the dungeon and was subsumed into it as part of the wish of the backstory it uh, gives, like, rises up yes, <laughs> yes. and it becomes the most magnificent, largest kingdom in the, gl- in the land. And I was yeah, like, oh shit.
1: Okay, fine, I guess.
0: <laughs> I guess I'm king of all this now. I, I just wanted to eat, but whatever. <laughs>
1: It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. That's the thing is like, Lyos is so like we haven't even talked about Senshi. We'll come and circle back around, but like the Lios greatest is like man the, of all time. Yes, Lyos ended up being kind of the breakout character for me because like he's exactly what I find appealing about like paladin style characters, where mm-hmm. he he is good. He is like noble. The things he, and, but not in like a, not in like a, oh, isn't that secretly like self righteous and evil way? No, he is just good. But that also means that sometimes he'll like. G- with good heart and like real emotional earnestness, go and fucking murder his sister in cold blood. Yes. <laughs> There's a bit where he's like, oh, we need to subdue her when she's a big like dragon thing. And he literally just leaps on her back and like strangles her to death. And he's just chill about it. And I'm like, this is what I like about Paladins is that at no point did he become evil. Is he like, it's not like you enjoy all the killing. Is there something wrong with it? No, this is, he is a good man who does good things. And that's scary. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, that like the entire character just like that exists to be terrified <laughs> yeah. by that. He's like, yeah, he's Kagura gonna goes, kill us that's all. The e-
1: <laughs> that's the most evil thing in the world is someone with ideals that lives by them. <laughs> um, he's gonna kill everyone. He's gonna walk into not understanding something, and we're all going to
0: die. And they almost do, but he hits okay. They get out of it in the end.
1: Yeah. Um, which is, uh, wonderful. I, I ended up really liking Lyos, and I was really surprised at how much, uh, despite not developing one bit, he, uh, really just, uh, wins the day. My heart. I love him. He's so cool.
0: The characters don't really develop. Uh, there's a couple no. bits of revelations I would say, like, uh, Chilchuk and, um, It's Yumi, uh, get, uh, uh, is it Yumi, I guess, uh, get a little yeah, bit more like Yeah, Chilchuk
1: basically becomes her s- standing dad, <laughs> which I like a lot.
0: But like, there's an there's an excellent moment where like the thing that brings Marcel back from the brink is Chelchuk saying, "You can meet my family." And it's been a running gag that he's been so fucking private about this weird family that no one knows. Why are you such a weirdo about your family, dude? And that's the thing that gets Marcel. But that's a great moment. I love that. It was very funny.
1: Yeah. And Marcel's um, the only one who has like actual character development, so I understand why she is in the like going to probably be the breakout character of the anime, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, she's like really funny. Um, yeah. She's the one who hates eating stuff in a dungeon, so she's always yes. mad about everything. So she gets like constant just like prissy reaction faces in a charming way. Yes um, but also is like has a bunch of hidden backs. like is a half elf who's doing secret dark magic? Two things that alone would be, like, huge deals, but together, like, even bigger deal. um, Mostly because the elves, like fancy elves, are just massive pricks about everything. (laughs)
1: They really are the worst. I love how they're drawn, though, because they are just the fucking, like, mean girls. Uh, They're constantly, like, like, wherever they are, they find a table and they just kind of drape themselves over it and look glamorous and ridiculous as they're, like, menacing people. (laughs) But, like, they're very bored about it, and I love that about them
0: yeah uh it's it's great stuff they're doing really good fun grumpy immortal elf like bitchy yeah. elf, i guess is a better word they're, they're like- not
1: even immortal. that's the that's the weird thing is like Marcel lives longer than all of them it's like because the elves have the longest lifespan at 500 years but because she's a like half elf she has she's like the thing i learned is that y- it used to be every race lived a thousand years and as the world is decayed everyone gets a different lifespan but by you know having like cross you know uh since she's biracial in fancy terms she has like the original lifespan that people had yeah and is very sad that all of her friends are gonna die and that's why she's weird is she's just really insecure that any connection she makes is going to die which is
0: literally the plot of Firen. <laughs> um yeah, no. I mean, this is a pull of every story about immortal characters yeah. right? Or even yeah. even long-lived characters. Um, yeah. And she has... The, the arc that I have when I... Re- she, because her initial thing is like, I wish for everyone to live the same amount of time again so we can all spend the same time together. And then I'm um, like, but like, if you're making wishes at that point, wouldn't you just want no one to die? Because would that not get the same result but better and then like two chapters later she's like hang on a second <laughs> wouldn't it be better if no one died and I was like thank you I did say that um, and eventually she's like brought back from the brink realizing that oh no using these wishes is totally evil and the demon's playing
1: us all it's, I like that they specifically frame it, not as that wanting longer life is bad necessarily, but that other characters have different viewpoints. It's like, Chilchuck's like, I don't want to live forever. That sounds like it sucks. I'm like, I couldn't be you, Chilchuck, but I respect, he's like, you can't supersede our wishes. That the thing that's evil is that she is taking away people's agency. Um, I mean, yes, this is, I, I just don't agree, I guess. I think yeah, it's fine. Yeah, no, I don't agree either, but I do like that it it, it doesn't coach us in, ah, uh, long life is inherently, like, valueless, but as some characters w- don't agree and it's bad to take away their will, right? Yes. Because at no point does it say the thing she wants isn't noble. It says that the re- the way she's going to go about it by, like, not caring what anyone else thinks and making it law is the thing that is bad, which I do, I think, is, like, a nicer way of taking those kind of stories.
0: Yeah, uh you can't do a destiny plan <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: senshi the dwarf is the greatest character in all of fiction
0: <laughs> i love him i think i was posting last night that if i had a homie like senshi i think my life would be perfect forever he would make me the best meals he would always be there to cheer me up uh we would we would face all challenges together uh and i would love him uh, he's perfect he is a perfect little dwarf with little round eyes um he's the guy that like knows how to cook the best at least at the start yeah. i feel like last takes over as, as well, yeah, he, so further. like
1: he's been living in the dungeon for an indeterminate amount of time yes um for longer than people thought the dungeon was around is like a thing that they realize it's like oh wait he said he's been down here for like 10 years and no, the dungeon hasn't been around that long um and he's just like nobody knows what he, he does he, he knows everybody but nobody knows anything about him and he's just like all beard and like little beady eyes under his giant helmet um And he eats monsters, which everyone thinks is disgusting other than (laughs) Lyos.
0: Yes, Uh, he's fucking amazing.
1: He's so good because his whole thing is like the way that I can be useful. His whole like he understands that a dungeon is an ecology. You have to respect the ecology. He like farms vegetables on the backs of like golems because they're made of dirt and then like tills the soil and like then like subdues the golems and pulls out the crops and replants them stuff like that. Um, he's always moving from le- level to level so he can get different foods. Uh, and he wants to go deeper because you-, you can't solo adventure the lower levels to... uh to get weirder and rarer meats to try. Um, and he's always really excited about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so he's like the guy at the start doing the explaining and eventually it becomes him and last together as they, the deeper they go, the more they just have equal knowledge about cooking uh, monsters. Yes. Um, but you always get like, not in every chapter because eventually there becomes like multi-chapter fights. Uh, but in most chapters you get a whole big, like it's time for the food spread and you get the most overdrawn, delicious food you've seen in your life. Uh, and like break the It's the Final Fantasy XV
1: camping scene of, yes. uh,
0: of manga food. Yeah, they just like, bam, 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 here are all the stats with the food. Look at how delicious the food is. Let's all talk about how good the food is right now. And I'm like, damn. Also, like different. an
1: ingredients list as if it's going to help anybody. <laughs> right, because it's all fake little monsters. I want the exorcism sorbet more than anything in my life because they put a goat. They like put a ghost into like a like a, a like a lamp that'll like help exercise it and then spin it around really fast which turns the ghost into ice cream basically as it like lowers the like enchanted milk inside and I was like that sounds like the most delicious ice cream you could ever have
0: yeah that's the other thing is like the monsters are really creative and they keep being creative throughout I was like shocked at the hit rate for how creative the like monsters were like yes. the, oh we have sirens but these are like the bug sirens not the demon sirens they're the different things Uh, and like the treasure insects and the Uh, the,
1: the, yes the treasure and being good uh the the living armors being mollusks that drive the inside of like the armor is so good i love that bit
0: that was a really great early chapter i was just like oh the weird creative ways you can take dungeon enemies when you're not just doing i'm fighting a slime right because that's the way this could go and does in many yeah they do like their
1: first i think their first meal is slime stuff right yeah slimes
0: are in this but it's not you know there's yeah. a lot of fake fantasy stories that are also video games right that yes. do not take this level of creativity
1: yeah I love I love it because you see other other party members const- like other parties when they come to the parties constantly struggling with like going deep into the dungeon requires a huge amount of supplies and nobody can afford to eat and like be equipped with like weapons and defenses for going deep in the dungeon and it, that's why they always fail <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, it really likes to portray the main crew as, like, hardly sitting around the fire in the middle of the dungeon. Like, why aren't you terrified? And and much more about, like, they are able to do this because they understand the environment, right? It's not about conquering the dungeon uh, through, like, mastery or through having yeah. the best skills. It is about uh, fitting into the ecosystem and learning when to hunt and when to sustain and, you know, how to do everything and, and keep things going. Um, and that ends up being, like, it's, I would say, central theme throughout. Uh, it's just the like, thing I like... yeah.
1: Oh. Uh, The thing I like about that is that it also sometimes butts against the fact that, like, real food exists in the world of Delicious Dungeon, right? Like... When Shuro shows up, because Shuro's like their samurai guy, it turns out he has like a whole retinue of like samurai girls and ninja girls or whatever. Um, They're making fucking rice balls, right? Yes. (laughs) And miso soup. They're making traditional Japanese meals. There's a whole bit where they're trying to figure out what Marcel grew up eating. Like, what's her hometown meal? And they have the information that basically describes pasta. Like, she's Italian. And because they're idiots, they make ramen instead. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Um, which I think is like a, one of the better like long form bits. It's like, oh, it noodles, okay, long noodles and some sauce, okay. And then they fucking come out with a ramen bowl. <laughs> Clearly not what's being described.
0: Uh, it's goofy. It's really fucking goofy. She just
1: wanted a plate of spaghetti. Like, come on. <laughs> and yeah, that stuff just is like the the moments that drive a an RPG are when your characters are hanging out and like not even like delivering their backstories, but just their personalities kind of banging off each other in low stakes interaction is what drives affection for these kind of stories in the first place. And that's all Delicious Dungeon is by volume, basically.
0: Yeah. Um the, the, there are stakes, right? Like people are yeah. dying, uh, getting resurrected, emotional things are happening. It's not like I would not describe it as like sanded off cozy no um but it is mostly just like fun character interactions discovering that you like this food discovering little things about the guys you're going on adventure with it's really good about honing in on the little things that are the reasons you care about characters yeah at some
1: point marcel says senshi you're a a dirty little stink man i'm going to wash your beard and uh his like straightened out like wet hair versus his huge poofy dried hair is some of the best stuff in the world.
0: The panel where they've washed his beard, and it's so long and straight, it just looks like a giant arrow, yes. uh, is hilarious. Because also, like the character art is so incredibly expressive, constantly yes. in every panel. Uh, yeah. This is a fantastic looking manga.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, her art books are full of like these characters in like modern clothes and stuff and it, it's all incredible like just a bunch of different asides, and uh it's it's like a little more cartoony than the actual manga is cuz it's just a sketchbook and i'm like i will read everything that she writes cuz uh, the way she draws stuff is just it, in, entertaining all on its own uh, it's really good
0: yeah uh it's it's great i, I would say this is a very good like cartoony manga it definitely yes. is not i've not read many modern manga to have the style um it's all like it's just not as movement-based, I guess. It's a lot of, like, just, like, solid poses of funny guys, constantly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, Without being, like, a four-coma about it, right?
0: Yeah. And I'm just so used to reading, like, when I'm reading these kind of manga, they're much more, like, out of the Shonen Battle style, and not not necessarily that, but something more in that direction, right? Of, like, keeping up the pace, making everything exciting.
1: Yes. Um, And this just
0: goes in the complete opposite direction stylistically, and it just looks incredible.
1: But then there's, like... There's like sequences like when Marcel finally unlocks the winged lion and it like crawls out. She has the book like down her pants, basically, and it crawls out from underneath her clothes and like it envelops her in its wings. Is fucking incredible. Yes. Like when when it goes for the big ones, it really swings with the fences. That's like that plus the like way of really cartoony style really works.
0: Yeah, because it will go from just like cartoony reaction shot to like the most expansive, terrifying vista. Right, like it yeah. is the juxtaposition between those two things that is the heart of making this work.
1: Yeah. It's like, oh, we have to go down this staircase that's full of truly disgusting tentacle, like, anemone monsters. What do we do? Oh, we have to, like, sew ourselves cartoonish Mario frog suits. Oh,
0: oh my God. The bit where they convince Marcel to get in the frog suit because she'll look cute in it, and then she looks, like, the dumbest thing ever is amazing. The frog suit gag is so good.
1: It's really good. I love the frog suits.
0: <laughs> it's it's basically a fucking ongaku shot where they're all just like completely flat eyed staring at the camera in their stupid ass frock suits. Yes. Uh, it looks amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's just really good. And they even do, like, funny. there's, like, one chapter heading where, like, they, they start finding these mushrooms where, like, they change what what race they are. And uh, she draws everyone, like, swapped one over or whatever. But there's, like, a whole grid of everyone drawn as every race. And it's so fucking good to see, like, what character aspects get re-represented. I love that everybody is more glamorous as an elf than Marcel. <laughs> uh, yes. Because
0: the, the, the joke is that as an elf, they all become, like... Bishonin characters, basically. Yes. But that's just not how Marcel's... It's how a lot of the other elves are drawn, but not yeah. Marcel. Which I guess makes and sense. Mar- Marcel's like
1: idea elf. of a hot guy is like a weird fucking Captain Harlock elf. <laughs> yes. Oh, or, the, when, when people see it, they're like, this is the dump... Is she, this is our taste? Are you kidding me? Well,
0: there's the one where they're all different races, but there's also the one where they all have to see... They all get cloned, but from each oh. other's
1: memory. <laughs> and you realize that Lyos does not remember what anybody looks like. Yeah. And so he has to like... You, you, there are like four versions of every character, but they're all like
0: this is how this person sees the characters. Like the like different features are exaggerated and accentuated, yes. uh, and it's ludicrous. They get so much mileage out of that one bit uh, because it's great. It's and it's one of those bits of, like it is. Ob- it's obvious how it's funny, but it's just so hard to have enough like character interaction that is close to the surface enough to pull out in directions to make that funny and not yes. feel it forced. Uh, and it it is. The characters are just really rich really and good.
1: Yeah. Uh, I also relate heavily to Elias and not knowing what people look like, <laughs> even though I hang around with them every day. <laughs> yes. Uh, look, sometimes you're avoidant by nature. What are you going to do? It's true, though. But yeah, it's a fucking great looking book. That's the thing that I was like, man, I get why, uh, especially like someone like Casey. Every book Casey's ever recommended to me looks incredible. So, mm-hmm. um, that stuff is is really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it looks fucking beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just a good hangout time. It's like not especially deep, and like that's what I liked about it.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, I just like
1: the characters, and
0: I like the journey they went on. And ultimately, yeah. that's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah, I do not need a manga to change the world.
1: Oh, uh, in fact, I'd rather they stop trying to do that. <laughs> I
0: would much rather they stop trying that. Yes,
1: <laughs> that's how you get. That's how you get your uh, seed destinies and platinum ends of the world. <laughs>
0: Oh, excuse you, Platinum End's a good one. Do you not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Don't
1: fucking say this to me. Well, it's compared to Seed Destiny. I, uh, you know what, Platinum End is somewhat better than Seed Destiny. That is correct.
0: That's as far as you can go. As as far as you can go in this this. Well, this state if right. I had
1: to read Platinum End for a year, I would hate Platinum End more than anything on light in on Earth. Also, so it's hard well, to say.
0: Platinum End takes about three hours to read, despite being fourteen volumes long. So yeah, because that's not a that's not a slow book.
1: Yeah. I'm not particularly true.
0: dense text. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, um yeah, I don't have much else. Yeah. No, no, it's kind of a short one, but um that's all right.
0: Yeah, no, just big fans of the manga and would strongly recommend people check it out before the uh trigger show shows up.
1: Yeah, I hope this show's good. Um I'm not gonna watch it. Uh I I extremely hope to get a sensi figure out of all this. That's all I care about. Um
0: Oh I'd love a Senji figure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um made me want to play RPGs, even though I know no RPG does this character interaction in this way any at all. No, but way it did make
0: me want. want to play Etrian Odyssey, which has no character action <laughs> yes. interaction, but it is kind of you know, when it comes to this kind of dungeon crawler, it was where my Yeah, mind it leaves went. you
1: the space if you or if you were good at narrativizing, which is the thing I wish I was a little better at, to do that work for you in it. Oh, I,
0: I'm terrible I, I, the video game is the video game I can't like make up yes. guys and imagine stories I'm, I'm like I'm playing a video game this is my one weakness I cannot I just can't do that like Nora's doing that constantly making up a guy yeah. uh, going on a little journey yeah. rotating a guy in your mind I'm just like, yeah whenever like Austin
1: them. talks about how he plays games I'm like yeah that's just not me I don't think I don't think in the narrative like this uh, yeah it's a thing I try to cultivate but I am not super good at
0: it I wish I, I wish I had that but yeah <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah no Great book. I'm glad we read it. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, no problem. I'm glad I could bring it to you for this podcast that I am the co host of.
0: Thank you. I mean, you did. You literally <laughs> did. You're making fun of me. Like, oh,
1: we just do anime. Yeah, we said gonna... thank you like we did when we had guests on. And I'm like, I totally told You, you we were came do to me
0: it. and you were like, we have to do this before the, uh, That's the true. anime it, comes it's... out. This is barely a request. We're doing it. Yes. Um, I guess I could have said no if I really didn't want
1: to. But, you know, it was it was much more like, this is what we're doing than than you normally are. Yes. They um, even made to the, the the commendation of this manga. They even made the fucking cool guy who has like one like one eye closed all the time and a dumb teleportation power cool. I like that guy. He's the guy who sucks in every manga who like everybody thinks is way too cool. He's like Levi in Attack on Titan. Like that, that's the character archetype of that guy. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> His it's whole thing that is that he
1: can he can teleport but like badly, but he uses that to like Teleport people into pieces and cut them apart with like his cloak as he teleports it into them and stuff, which is it's pretty pretty sick. cool. But like because no one takes him very seriously because he's like a taciturn, quiet person, uh, it works because he's kind of the butt of a lot of jokes because he's too cool. It's true, medically too cool because he lost all his desires, and then uh the last one was like, I think you're just generating new desires. Like get over yourself. And he's like, oh right. <laughs>
0: it's like I don't think the being sapped of your desires means that you can't wake up and have new desires. I think you're fine now.
1: You're like, oh, I forgot. I think like you've a, expressed desires over the course of this manga, and he's like, oh, I guess you're right, shit. Uh, des-
0: <laughs> desires aren't, like, special, inherent things. They're just, like, the thing you want at that moment. Yeah. Um, The, the one we didn't, the goofy bit we didn't share that is the the succubus bit, where you find out, like, the way the succubus work is they uh, summon, in, you know, the form of your desire, and, like, Marcel's image of like the hot elf she's
1: looking for. I did. I, I talked about Elf uh, Harlock.
0: Oh, you did. I guess you did mention Elf Harlock. Yeah. Um, I was. I. You know. You did. You did mention Elf Harlock. It's so fucking funny.
1: It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, she has such terrible taste." I like that because Chilchuck just throws down and kills twenty versions of his wife, which I think is really good.
0: <laughs> Chilchuck just sees his wife and stabs her, and then there's like twenty wives come in and he stabs all of them. <laughs>
1: yeah it's really funny there's a bit where because uh is me is like a cat lady and like literally she's been fused the monster um she gets like a weird desire that's like from her human side of like her parent or whatever she's like i don't really know who i don't have a parent like I don't, this isn't gonna really work on me and then the the succubus tries the cat side instead and like generates a hot like panther and she's like that's not gonna work on me either but like good taste cat me <laughs> which i thought was really funny it was a really good gag um
0: they love to draw like just draw it's me it's me like just walking away looking like yeah, okay. yes uh, yeah. <laughs> in a ridiculous pose uh yeah very characterful
1: because she's always like perched on a something like glowering at the rest of the cast which i really like about her <laughs> yes uh anyway that's it
0: that's it yeah thanks for uh, listening everyone
1: yeah we'll be back in a couple months who knows with what maybe it's an anime maybe it's a manga maybe it's something else because right? this is technically our free feed. It's True. Uh
0: you can find the podcast we do at Abnormal Uh you can find a th- th- whole bunch of episodes there. They're they all good. They're the good. I forgot I did it the wrong way around. You can also find me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash headfulsoff. Co-host of at Off. I'm never on Blue Sky, but I'm also there on Headfuls Off. You know, you know where how it is. The internet's falling apart
1: and it has been for two and a half years. It's to really speed it up.
0: Yeah, I'm like, we've been in this weird fucking limbo of i guess i'm still on twitter question mark for the last i'm still year. on
1: twitter that's where i do most of my posting because it, it despite everything it hasn't collapsed yet
0: <laughs> yeah stupid anyway
1: uh you can find me on twitter at em underscore being i use blue sky instead of coast which is uh em dash being or it's all no it's all one word on blue sky i think i never remember um I don't post it that often, but I do post there if I'm not on Twitter. Uh, If you'd like to support our show, you can do that at Patreon.com, social mapping. For $1 a month, you get The Great Gundam Project every week. We're watching Gundam 00 and Rose of Versailles. It's very good. Uh, For $5, you get blockbusters every month, which is just coming back with a new episode that's already out as you're listening to this uh, on G.I. Joe, uh, The Rise of Cobra, which is a bad movie, but I thought the episode was really good. Um, And I'm also doing, on weeks where we're not doing blockbusters, uh, playing through Final Fantasy Tactics, where I'm like a little over half halfway through um, and that's also the five dollar tier and at the ten dollar tier you get VoIP life over two weeks which is like a big dumb podcast about nothing maybe we do a list uh maybe we talk about random shit we've watched maybe we have a guest we do all sorts of dumb things on uh might be quizzed on something oh Nora did write that quiz by the way we'll do that at some oh point. we
0: got that next time we got, yeah, that literally go. got
1: that like an hour after you asked I forgot to tell you
0: <laughs> incredible
1: yeah um So look forward to some quizzes and some other bullshit in the future uh, at that tier. Um, And all support is uh, greatly appreciated because that's how we uh, keep doing this. Thanks so much. Sorry about uh, Beach House going on indefinite some kind of hiatus. Uh, But we'll be back. Always back. Yeah. I'm not selling the house yet. (laughs)
0: No, but you just don't want to be forced to watch an anime every single month. And
1: imagine go. Imagine you have a vacation home. I can't because I don't even have one home, much less a second. <laughs> home. But imagine yes. you have to go there every month, and you're just like, oh, but I have to travel. Like it's like three hours by train. Like no. You get tired of it. You got to keep it special. We're keeping it special. That's what that's what Gandalf said when he handed the ring to Frodo. Keep it special. <laughs> keep it sporadic. It's <laughs> <what> he sad. <laughs> stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs)